going? How's it going? Happy Thursday. Welcome to Changing Lives, hosted by yours truly, Deontay Burton. Got an awesome show planned for you guys tonight. Tonight we'll be talking about Jack of All Trades, Master of None. It's a show kind of inspired by myself. Uh, you know, uh, I don't necessarily say it's in a positive way. It's just kind of criticism I've gotten over the years. And I just want to kind of have a show talking about that, why I am the way I am, for good or bad. And also kind of give some insight to how I look at maybe how other people are, for good or bad, you know, whatever fits you and everything. Just and have that dialogue about it and everything. So before we get started, I want to say what's up to my awesome producers, DJ Lab and Slick316. What's going on, brother? I'm living the dream, man. I know, right? Living the dream. <laughs> I think I am. That's what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> that Sounds good. Just tell yourself anyway, right? <laughs> 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 Keep saying it enough, might start believing. That's right. You know, That's and right. everything and stuff, man. How's this week going for you so far? Whew. I'm a little tired this week. I, you know, I got to get back to used to working in, doing the shows and all that. So this week I've been tired. I've been hmm. tired, but I'm, I'm going to make it through. I'm going to push through because, you know, right when the um, – when the corona stuff happened, all the shows stopped, so mm-hmm. one nobody coming here. Yeah. And then I got corona fired. So it's like I got lazy, you know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> so now I gotta get back in the in the, the groove of things. Getting back to normal and everything. Yeah. That's yeah. what's up. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's all with adjustment with everything. I kinda get that way. Um kind of near that May and June with tax season winding down. We processing the loans, so I really had a chance to chill, chill. Mm-hmm. But it's still like, you know, I know how it is kind of yeah. start slowing down. They had to get back in the groove, so that's cool. But if anybody can handle it, brother, I know anybody yeah. more qualified than you. And, you know, this is my first full week at work, so it's like, yeah. But it's been cool. It's been cool. I can't complain. <laughs> I'm not going to complain. I appreciate everything going on with me. That's cool. <laughs> I'm proud of you, brother. I'm proud Thanks. of you. Thanks. Now, we're going to rehash the previous week. As you guys know, we're still going through the COVID pandemic. Nothing has changed. And <laughs> as a matter of fact, it's starting to spike back up. <laughs> so, fellas, rethink it. When you want to go down there and buy that lady that beer and go down there and sit by, mm. you <laughs> some stuff that condom ain't going to protect you from. Right? <laughs> 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 hey, running out of more than you, you something else the next day. <laughs> Eyes running, nose running. <laughs> you ain't do nothing but shaking a hand. <laughs> Sticking your head in front of a boiling pot (laughs) or something like that and everything. (laughs) Hey, how's it going? Anna from Carolina. Thanks for tuning in to Changing Lives. But yeah, I'm excited about tonight's show and everything. Uh, Before we go into that, I just want to remind everybody be safe, practice social distancing. I got to notice today, I know I've been coaching football, there's been more than my 19th, 20th year coaching. Uh, the part just let us know they're not going to allow tackle football this year. Mm. Uh, so I was getting all these emails in Texas. Well, some leagues are doing it about what I'm going to do. And, I, you know, I'm be honest with you, I'm, I'm not comfortable uh, with doing it, especially with other people's children. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know if I'm cool with uh, the, uh, um, the, what is it, the Skills Academy they were saying doing. Mm-hmm. And I, I only say this is because I'm not a qualified, I'm not qualified and I don't have the tools to be that, and again, we're talking about all these with sterilization and everything. I, I, I just don't see that, and I don't think missing one year of football is gonna hurt anybody right. and everything. So, I'm waiting for a little bit more information. But I just found that out a couple of hours ago. In regards to uh, Clayton County Park, Rick won't have football this year. Mm. They have a uh, skills academy okay. and everything. But you know, I, I've been getting texts and phone calls. Can we go over here? Can we do that? And 
I, I, I talk to everybody tomorrow. Right. And everything. <laughs> right now we got to worry about changing lives. That's right. And, uh, That's right. I just found that out. Also want to say big thank you to everybody that came out Sunday for PJ's drive through. Mm. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was cool, man. It was cool. It was cool. Got to wear everybody pulled through and stopped. No matter where, I just had a cookout. Because yeah. <laughs> they were still getting out the car. <laughs> no social distancing going on. That it's hard to social distance when you went through high school four years and you finally made it through. You done with it. You want to celebrate that accomplishment. Especially something that uh, uh that uh, uh you know festive and everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty pr- real proud of P. And everything, so you know, PJ Masek's son going off and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm super proud of him and everything. He worked hard to get his scholarship and leaving it, leaving in October. And but um, it was cool. Mm-hmm. It was cool. It was cool and everything. You know, yeah, some people you try to see they maybe a little abrasive. They come out and give him a hug. He didn't give a damn <laughs> and everything. You know, young folks all I think all of them got damn corona. <laughs> you know, they just running around. But their immune system just so strong. Spread they, it out. They don't care. <laughs> so. With that said, you know, it was uh, pretty exciting. Good, good, good. Oh, excuse me, I'm sorry. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. My dumb ass here talking about damn shit on your sneeze. <laughs> but I um, also want to rehash to everybody also. We're still, we're going to be wrapping up soon with the free advice that uh, I've been giving out. You guys know I'm an account about profession. I own uh, Majestic Business Services. We've been giving out uh, free business entrepreneurial advice for the past Three, four months. Uh, some people been taking advantage of, some haven't. But uh, we're probably going to wind it down by the end of this month. We're doing it and everything because I got other things be popping up soon. But take advantage of it, everybody, uh, if possible. Um, that's about it with that right now. I'll bring up some of the businesses and stuff later up in the show and everything. But uh, this show right here in particular, I thought a lot about. And the main reason I thought a lot about this show because we were talking about the uh, – uh, the loan, the government loans and stuff like that uh, uh, last week. And I always remember what, um, well, let me stop for going to that. This is Change Lives, hosted by yours truly, Deontay Burton. I almost forgot. Hey, thanks for tuning in. Everybody's tuned in. You can see us on YouTube and Facebook. Go to the YouTube channel, Change Lives, hosted by yours truly, Deontay Burton. Like, share, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Same thing with the Facebook page. If you're looking at us on Change Lives uh, on Facebook, like the channel, like the, uh, uh, the page. Also, I'm back on uh, Instagram where you can see me at Deontay underscore 77. I uh, see everybody's tuning in tonight, and I appreciate you guys tuning in to the show tonight on Instagram also. Also, you know, I'm a proud member of Misfits Radio um, <laughs> where, you know, we're streaming also on uh, YouTube, iTunes, iTunes, Ra- iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, uh, SoundCloud, MixCloud, and uh, Periscope. We on Pandora now? We'll be on Pandora soon enough. Yeah. <laughs> I spoke into his I actually kind of slid back on Pandora for uh, a minute. Just let them breathe. Okay, we're going to let them breathe. But we're on Periscope <laughs> and everything. So you got a lot of ways to hear your boy. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but, you know, but yeah, please go to the YouTube channel. Changing Lives, the YouTube channel has exploded uh, and everything. And it has everything to do with, you know, you guys supporting, you guys believing in me, and you guys just, you know, I guess, like hear me run my mouth. <laughs> so thanks again for the support for that. And please make sure you tell all your family and friends about the show. As, as well and again with the inspiration of tonight's show we were talking about jack all trades master none when i first tried to get my um uh major business loan and i remember when i was talking to the actual counselor they were uh you know i was telling about the different businesses i owned and everything like that i've been a serial entrepreneur my whole life and uh 
I remember she brought that up, Jack All Trades, Master of None. And it just had me thinking about that. And I and I kind of just looked at it in terms of my life, because she, she presented like it was a negative thing. She's like, when you do that, you never can get proficient or efficient at one thing. And, you know, if you just all over the place, you never, you know, can never focus. And I listened to her, but I never, I didn't disagree with her. Right. But the way I felt about it then and the way I felt about it now was, uh, there have been too many times in my life when something was down, it was down. Mm-hmm. And I had something that was midway or up that could help cover me. Mm-hmm. I done lost jobs. I done had, I ain't never had a pandemic, but I had my pocket wallet done had a damn pandemic. They were sick. Yeah. And when you got sometimes Rob Peter Pay Paul. Mm-hmm. And I think that if I wasn't the way I am and I had money coming over here and I could pull from it, you know, tell her where I'd be at right now. Right. And um, I'm not knocking people to get all their eggs in one basket, but I just speak for me personally. It's benefited me a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, I've never really, you know, you, you always want a certain thing, things to go a certain way. But with that said, I I can honestly say, man, I've been able to hedge a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, dang, it's not there, but I can always go somewhere and pull the money. And could some of some things been way further along if I gave 100, 150% uh, attention to it? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, like I said, when she said that, I didn't disagree with her. But I felt the way that I was doing things, it, it benefited me. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I, the biggest thing that I've learned over the years was more so, you know, how to create systems. And if you guys look back in the archives of Changing Lives, I did a show, what is it, maybe like last summer, how to create systems. You uh, know, I, yeah, I yeah. want to say it was like, August, somewhere in there. Okay, yeah, like you said, in the fall, you look into it. But if you go to the Change Labs YouTube channel, you should be able to search it. Just put in systems, and it should pop up. But that's why I went and gave a, a whole blueprint on how to, you know, from the inception of the idea in your mind on how to draft and implement and also measure, you know, and uh, 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 analyze systems that you need and you can create and run through it. But with that said, that's what the main thing I've learned over the years is just how to create systems. But there are so many times, I think, where people – <clears throat> maybe averse to doing more than one thing at a time, stepping out, doing their own business, having out, <clears throat> having a, a a certain way they may want to go with their career. And I, I, I never looked at things right or wrong. I always said what's best for you. Right. But I just know with me being Mr. Happy-Go-Lucky, having a got kids in football camp, track, and all this other kind of stuff, I needed a lot of money. Right. So <laughs> That was free. Yeah, exactly. So. Uh, and the job wasn't doing it. Right. You know, and everything. When you start talking about you got to take care of everything with life also. So I had to do those kind of things. Mm-hmm. But with that said, sometimes when people look at things like that and they see people with certain, uh, uh, in certain ways, they kind of look at it like, well, you know, you all over the place. That's what I get told all the time. I would get told all the time, Poochie, you're doing too much. Mm. But if you can handle it and and make it successful – what what difference does it make? Well, you're doing too much when they got money in their pocket. Then when they, when they need some money, they come borrow it from them. They don't say about <laughs> you doing too much then. Then the too much goes away. You're doing just enough. Yeah. <laughs> you're doing it. <laughs> That's the much I think you're doing it. <laughs> well, your people, your you're people. You're doing your thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Shit, now. How many, <laughs> how many business you own, man? <laughs> man. <laughs> And, you know, and, and that's one of the things about it. And, and, and um, well, what I want to talk about tonight, the show, is just kind of give a, you know, a rundown in, in terms of 
I think the logic with a lot of people determine, you know, hey, if what they want to do, what they want, you know, how they I can go about it, if they want to do other things, and also kind of look at it in terms of from a historical historical perspective in terms of how people. I think ideas have changed when we start looking at back at our grandparents and parents, ourselves, and even with our kids, how they, you know, kind of look at opportunities. Mm-hmm. And then kind of give my final take on it. But I just wanted to kind of just, you know, you know, start talking about that in regards to the uh, uh, the whole idea when you hear that master of all, you know, uh, jack of all trades, master of none. Because, you know, could my tax business be like H&R Block or something? I've seen something... I, there's some cats out here I know they doing it hard, you know, right. that, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm almost 20 years in the game. We're doing it. I'm okay. But if that was all I did, could I be further along? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think, I, I think so. But then, you know, we wouldn't have the salons. We wouldn't have the other stuff and everything to go through the portfolio. But it's a lot of things that wouldn't be there whereas, you know, things have been taken away. Mm-hmm. You know, when I ain't had nobody in the salon, I had to pull money from here. And then when right. I ain't had nobody in the rental house, I got to pay the mortgage with the salon. So it just, I just know how that is. Right. To, right. to, to be in situations where things were taken from me. I won't say taken, but stopped. Mm-hmm. And that's it. I mean, COVID shut my whole salon down. Right. Right. And you think about just the COVID thing. Nobody knew that was coming. And I'm quite sure a lot of bar owners and, and club owners was like, because they was all they were doing was club. So they, was, they still got to pay the mortgage on that club. They still got to pay. You know, light bill and all that stuff for the club. So I know they probably wish they had a couple other things going on that was, uh, what they call it, uh, COVID uh, free or COVID that 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 COVID didn't cause an issue to. But you know, you, you know, something funny. Well, damn, I didn't mean it was funny. Something interesting. That shopping center, the office park where my salon is at. Uh-huh. There were at least ten, at least ten, and probably maybe some independent places here and there, right? And number two of us now. Wow. Two of us. Right. Two. Two out of ten. Probably the two biggest. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought about that the other day. And that was just me probably being a little bit more aggressive, arguing with the landlord. Like, I ain't paying you for something I can't use. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's just, come on. I'm just, it's not going to happen. Right. I'm not saying I'm going to leave, but right. I'm not paying you for what I can't use. Right. You, you know, that, you know, so I. Uh, but the other people, I think they just closed because that was just it. Right. And that's why I say, like, you know, when the things that I had to pull from that, now, again, I still lost some folks in there. Mm-hmm. Still trying to get people back in and everything. But, again, there have been a lot of times, you know, just a lot of people can't hear stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But they can, but they just didn't. And, unfortunately, you know, whatever falls out of that, and it happens a lot. It happens a lot. And that's why I want to really have this show tonight to talk about that because, you know, we hear a lot of times diversify and all this other kind of stuff like that. But then when the person is actually doing it, or when you get knee deep into it, you find out how difficult it is. Mm-hmm. And also sometimes people percep- have different perceptions of it mm-hmm. and everything. So that's why I wanted to kind of have that uh, conversation. Because I don't think there's nothing wrong with having your hands in several pots. I just think you got to be realistic about how far you can get your hand in that pot. Yeah, I think that it, it, if you have a clear, concise vision of, how you gonna stir the pot, keep it warm, and all that other stuff? Then that's cool. It's it's different to have your hand in a bunch of pots, but it's also different when you have your hand in pots, and then you start taking up other pots on top of other pots on top of other pots, and you haven't even put none of those pots on the stove, but you're thinking about them. Exactly. You gotta get them. You gotta get 
get the process going. You know what I'm saying? You can't just have a whole bunch of ideas and not a not a plan to implement them or a plan to keep these keep these going while you're trying to implement the other ones. That's the problem that I I seen. Not me personally, but problems I've seen people with. They have a bunch of ideas, and then come to me and Rika, and we be like, okay, you got ideas. That's cool. How you gonna implement that? And then next week is a whole nother bunch of ideas. He's like, okay, <laughs> you got ideas all over the place. Yeah, yeah. That's a, <laughs> one of the biggest things people come to me with, especially from a consulting standpoint, where they want to start a business. Cause like, okay, yeah, well, you know, I do courier, I do cooking, and all this other stuff, and I want to make this like a, a conglomerate and make this. And he's like, what the hell? You know, like. <laughs> We ain't even saw one cookie yet. <laughs> it's be and you talking about all this umbrella? Like, uh, right, this no. gonna be the parent company. Yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> it's gonna house all of these different things. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> whoa. I'm like, I gotta get off YouTube, you know. <laughs> and I say that to say that, you know, just that perception mm-hmm. of doing certain things, and, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. I tell people, there's nothing wrong with having. Those aspirations, mm-hmm. but you gotta, you know, do brick by brick, brick by, you know, and, and set everything up. And um, even with that said, once you get into it, you know, I, I, I look at it and I've been open and transparent with a lot of stuff I've done. You know, like I said, the, especially that I always think of that studio. <laughs> I had. You go back to that studio, boy. That's a painful. That's well, a painful thing. I yeah. lost. I lost a lot of money in that studio. Right. Right. I lost a lot of money. I lost a lot of money. I almost lost a good friendship too. Mm-hmm. But uh. I would just go back into that. It was just me trying to be, I don't know what the hell I was trying to be. Man, but I, but, but I, <laughs> the shit didn't work. Be next Dr. Dre. That was nah, you man. Whatever I did, it didn't work. <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, I just try to, you know, be transparent about that. You know, you, you have to be realistic about what you can and can't do. Mm-hmm. And be, be honest with yourself, like, at the end of the day, um, if you're doing it, you can, if you get 100% into it, you can get, uh, 100% returns and profits and failures from it. But if you're only in that 20%, you just can't expect to get so much out of it. Right. Now, if you're cool with, at the end of the day, I got 20% and five different things, and I'm going to get 100% from that, that's cool if you got the right perspective on it. Mm-hmm. But you can't be looking, I got 20% in this and, and five different things, and I should get 500%. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I think once people kind of, are realistic about that kind of realization, it'd be a whole lot further on. Right. So, um, before what I want to do tonight, I want to kind of go into a couple things that kind of determine the way you can go about, you know, taking advantage of different. Uh, 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 I don't want to use that word in the definition. Uh, certain situations to be able to, you know, just say you know, we're, we're talking about jack of all trades, master uh, of none. Three things that's going to kind of determine how you're going to be able to go about it. When I'm talking about being able to take advantage of certain situations, if you, it, be it a, a career move, start a business and everything like that. And, though, and these actually from a macro, meaning big picture uh, perspective, and on a micro level, you're talking about individual with yourself, okay? Before we, doing that, before we go into that, remember, guys, this is Change the Lives, hosted by yours truly, Deontay Burton. Make sure you go to the YouTube channel, Change the Lives, hosted by yours truly, Deontay Burton. Over 200 videos of yours truly talking and yapping and everything. Um, I I was working with my uh, group this Monday lab on my lead magnet for my courses and everything. So it's coming. It's coming. I've been putting wheels in motion, so I'm super proud of that. Also working with my group, you know, uh, um, 
I'm super excited about it. You're right. Getting it together and everything. And I realize how much stuff I already have mm-hmm. uh, to be pushing. So I'm super excited about that. Um, I also want to let everybody know about Mr. Short Dollar. Um, I'm, I've been a been in the financial service industry over 20 years. Uh, I have a wealth of knowledge. Uh, I think pretty smart, pretty educated young brother. Uh, so well, Mr. Short Dollar, we talk about personal finance, entrepreneurship, business, real estate investing. Go to that YouTube channel. Um, we, we, we share a lot of information with everyone, get updates, you know, f- you know, from the financial industry, the economy, a uh, lot of things in terms of just say you want to start your own business and everything. So a lot of great information on that, Mr. Short Dollar, which is on YouTube as well as Facebook. Look at it and everything. Got a lot of great information. Also, before I forget, you can check me out with Change Lives and Mr. Short Dollar on TikTok. <laughs> TikTok booming for you. Man, TikTok booming. You know, the best part about TikTok, and I tell anybody that's in business, uh-huh. the thing with TikTok is TikTok can integrate into all the platforms bes- uh, except Facebook and YouTube. Mm-hmm. So you can go from TikTok to Twitter to, to Instagram to uh, Snapchat. Mm-hmm. So you, that video can just, it just integrates in all of them. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing about it. And you business owners and everything. I know, I understand everybody's different. Everybody's a little camera shy and all that other kind of stuff. But you ain't too shy about asking for no money. <laughs> so I haven't gotten into the TikTok. I got, Rika been telling me, Slick been telling me, let's do TikTok, let's do TikTok. And to my own detriment, I haven't done it. But she been on it since, I think she been on it since its in, inception. Well, man, you, you know what? <laughs> it's done pretty well. I mean, I'm still learning. But what I but what I found out about it, uh, and I just share this with everyone, you don't have to be, you know, you know I, th- I talked about TikTok the other week. You ain't got to be the thick, the thick thigh challenge. The, what that thunder, that <laughs> thunder, thunder thigh challenge? Oh, my God. I spent an hour on that. Whoa. Oh, oh Lord. I'm going like a little. You had a damn video. Hey, my head like a baby rattle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Say, don't get caught up on the wrong video. Whoa. Thunder thigh check. Check it out, guys. Thank, you'll thank me later. But um, I say that to say that. When you put in like finance and accounting and stuff like that, uh-huh. that you know that put me on the track where you see a lot of people doing like what I do now, 15, 30, and 60 second clips, mm-hmm. just giving out information and stuff. So that's been real beneficial. Mm-hmm. And I will say this like too, if you're in business, you know, take advantage of technology. Um, that's not what a show about tonight, but I do want to just get that nugget to everyone. Take advantage that's of technology. That's gonna be a future show. We yeah, be a future show about yeah. taking advantage of technology as a business owner. Exactly. Exactly. It's coming. Yeah, because I'm, I'm going to have to get into that because I get too many people coming to my office sitting down talking about they've been starting a business. They've been printing out some flyers. So she prints, whoa, 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 whoa. We don't kill trees no more. Don't hurt, don't yeah. hurt. Don't hate on the ground game. No, 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 no. You got what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, yeah. flyers, flyers are part of the process. Right, right. They're part of but it's not the main process. You know right. what I'm saying? We don't kill trees like we used to. Right, and that's right. just the thing of it is. But, you know, so uh, – but you know you, you get what I'm saying. I get exactly we're doing that. Yeah. And everything. And I was just like, whoa, no, we got a whole lot more stuff. You know, people live on their phones now. Mm-hmm. And just better take advantage of that. So that was one of the things. So um uh, I dig I digress. So just check me out on you can see me on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and you know, like and I know I got a few Deontay Burton fans out there and I appreciate you guys. But I just wanna let you know you can catch me on different places. See yeah, from, di- huh? from different angles. Yep, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right you know the night show we're talking about jack of all trades master of none and um 
what I want to go into is in terms of like when people want to do different opportunities just to say, okay, hey, I want to, um, you know, get into different things. I want to start different businesses or like, nah, that ain't me. Right. I just want to go to work. I ain't finna stress about that. I don't want to deal with that. I want to kind of look into the mindset that really would determine <laughs> if you even have uh, uh, the option to do that. Yeah. To even do that. Start several businesses or, or get other trades and do all this other kind of stuff or just stay in your own lane. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the first thing I want to talk about is when we start looking at, okay, am, are you even able to do that? It's just opportunities. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by opportunities is, uh, do you even have just a the option, any options of doing anything different? You got a lot of places from a, a geographic standpoint, you know, the meal. Mm-hmm. That's it. You mm-hmm. can't do nothing but, you know, grow up, graduate from high school, work in the meal unless you're going to move. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, maybe work at the burger joint or whatever and stuff like that. I know things advanced over years, but it's still a lot. Uh, you take out the major cities in, in in the United States, you know, most of the country is rural. Right. And they're not. And, and if you think about it, you know, that's another show I put on with Short Dollar. They just redid NAFTA yesterday. They just redid something where, you know, people don't know NAFTA, the North American Free Trade Agreement. That's the agreement. All they did was just change the name. They just wanted to take Obama name off of it and put Trump name on. So that's what it, that's, that's it, all it is. It really ain't no difference. I, I got to read it. It's a slight little bit difference. I got you. I got you. Okay, well, I'm saying too much different, but if no. you if you guys are familiar with that, that's the uh, North American Free Trade Agreement between the U.S., Canada, and uh, and uh, South America, Mexico, and um, what was that like '93 when mm-hmm. they came in effect? Yeah, I mean, well, you know the yeah they they did it in '93. Obama redid it again, mm-hmm. and then Trump just redid it again to try to raise his name. Basically, it's a uh, say t- you having a tug of war, uh huh, and you got you pulling you got that little flag and it's in the middle of the line. Well, Canada and Mexico are trying to pull on their side a little bit more, and America trying to pull on their side a little bit more. Yeah. So right now we just got on our side just a little bit more, not much more, just a little bit more. I got so it's you. not like it's just we about to pull them into the war. It's just a little bit. You know, gotcha. you get what I'm saying? So yeah. it, it, that's basically how you can look at it. It's a tug of war on, on um, trade, like Mexico sending stuff to us and we send stuff to them, you yeah. know, stuff like that. So. I got to do a show on a, a video on that with Mr. Short Dollar, but you know, to 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 the point, where, what I'm what I was talking about with this is from the opportunities is just that, you know, you have a lot of places that have totally lost, you know, what were probably 40, 50 years ago, um, they were mill towns, uh, they were production places, especially in the Midwest, uh, where all the steel production and car production places they've been totally outsourced overseas and stuff, and that's why I brought up with NAFTA because I know they make some. Ch- I just want to look at it to see what it is. But from an opportunity standpoint, what can you even do? Some people don't even have options. Mm-hmm. Like, that is it. Right. You either can do this or you can do that. Coal mine. There you know, go. Stuff like that. Yep. There you go. And uh, I think a lot of times when, you, when you're living in a city like Atlanta or Houston or New York, you have so many different places. Now, you might not necessarily always get the money you want or be an exact uh, prime opportunity that you want, but you still have some options. And some people just don't have that. And, uh, the other thing is, too, can you create options? Mm-hmm. Um, I think Atlanta's one of the few cities where you really can say, hey, I want to start a business. You actually can't start a business. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think New York's like that. Uh, I know a lot of other cities just not like that. Like, you got to go through. New York is like that. It's just that the ends out of New York is just so much. Well, I'm talking about the, I'm talking about access to it. 
Like, you know, you, 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 you have limited access yeah, in New York. You yeah, that's what. You have a little bit more access in Atlanta than you would in New York. Chicago, you don't have really that access at, at all. You'd be surprised to see, like, Chicago. You just, I mean, you could say you're going to start a business, but the, the starting of the business is, is uh, it's hard to come by. It's yeah. Hard. I can, you know, and, and that's the thing about it. This is, uh, I call this dream town. Mm-hmm. Like, you just dream, okay, cool, we're going to do it. Now, you might not sell a damn thing, right. but you at least say you got it. Right. You know, and everything. And I, and I think just, you know, when we start talking about, you know, when you want to actually bring things to fruition, when you even have the opportunity to even just create mm-hmm. those options. And a lot of places, depending on where it is, you may not even be able to do that. Um, the third part about it is, you know, like, is it, lim- you know, are you limited? What you were just talking about. Like with New York, even with Chicago, are you limited with it, or is it limitless? I can do, I can all, I can all, I can uh, create me an opportunity, but yeah, even just create opportunity, I can create tons of opportunity. Right, right. And there's some places like here, you can do that. You can I, have I you ten LLCs <laughs> rolling, right. doing this, that, and that, <laughs> and, and have ten LLCs that doing okay. Right, depending right. what it is and stuff like that. But some places just restricted. Right. You can't do it. They don't let you do it. You know, and, and uh, the think, market's not there. I think with Atlanta, the um, price of doing business is so much less than cities like New York and Chicago, whereas, you know, you get LLC for a certain amount here. In Chicago, it's going to be astronomical. In New yeah. York, it's going to be astronomical. It's going to be unattainable for some people. But you know you know what's funny about Atlanta? You're just saying that? My uncle and mentor, Charles Burton, he has always been very, very adamant to me that's why he's always stayed everything south of Atlanta because the cost of doing business is cheap in Atlanta. And it's amazing. Like you said, Atlanta, you know, from a, a national perspective, is a whole lot cheaper. And you just the whole thing about it, like, that, that's somebody I think been super successful mm-hmm. just staying the hell out of, you know, just right. in Atlanta and taking advantage of where you're at. But that's what we're talking about. You know, we say jack of all trades, master of none. Can you even – do you even know you have opportunities? To uh, to do that, you know, when we start looking at if I want to try to do something different or whatever, is is that even available to me? Right. Am right. I in a position, you know, from things I can't control, do it, you know, or even if I want to try to create it, is that even possible in everything? Or am I just dreaming out loud? So that'll be the first thing we're talking about those opportunities. The second thing, this might you know hurt some people's feelings is uh, ability, because mm. everybody thinks they're a CEO. Boy, I could fry the best chicken you ever had in your life. <laughs> and make chicken sandwiches with it. And be, and be Popeyes and Chick-fil-A. Uh, when, when we can start this business. Hey, there you go. <laughs> i tell you about a client I had. It was probably, man, it was probably about, it was over 10 years ago. When they, they were trying to open up a restaurant over there on Old National. And they came to us for mm-hmm. the financing and, you know, just draw the projections up. And he said, the chicken is good. Everybody going to eat it. Okay. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. All right, boy. <laughs> Do anybody know you even make chicken? Man, come question. on. <laughs> come on. And that's the thing about it, you know, when we say ability, having some kind of a, a skill set, a, a talent present mm-hmm. that can, you know, put you ahead. A lot of times people just know how to, to do. And what I mean by do is do what they told. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything uniquely that you can do? And a lot of times, man, people, they, you want to work. I do, I do think generally most folks want to get up in the morning, go to work. I don't think even, you know, we start talking about pre-pandemic, 5 6% unemployment rate. I think the vast majority of people out here want to work. Oh, yeah. They want to get up and go do a job. Now, who wants to be broke every day? I, I, I get it. Nobody wants, I mean, if they do, then, phew. 
I don't think anybody, anybody in this country wants to wake up every day broke. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And I think the vast majority of people here have the ability to work. Mm-hmm. But ain't just many of y'all got the ability to call the shots. Right. Now, <laughs> that's a whole other story. Be the chief to the chief and yeah. the Indians, right? There you go. And we don't work with that joker. He got all the ideas. <laughs> And he bounced from place to place, nice. and man, okay, you know. And that's the thing about it, just uh, a lot of times people get it twisted because they think they're more marketable and desirable than they really are. Yeah, and, and, I, and I'm going to go to one thing, and I'm not picking on younger folks, but these millennials, you know, they think they they won't stay at a job if it's not what they think it, it's supposed to be. I mean, it's just, it's like, hey. And and then it's been an article, and I read it. Uh, uh, I want to say a, a few months back, how they just you know switch jobs, go from one job to the other because they they looking for the the most unique situation for them. Yeah, but you know what? You, you know what? I'll even to that point, and I totally agree with you. But I think we, I think a lot of us are like that in our twenty five, tw- early 20, late twenties, yeah, early thirty. We think we're more marketable, especially you get out of college. Oh shit! Oh, they done got you like, oh, if it ain't this, I can't make that. <laughs> I was already you know? adding my coins up when I was walking across the stage getting my phone. <laughs> 20, 20 interviews and no phone calls later. <laughs> I was walking across the stage like, ooh, mm. boy, NBA mm. coming. <laughs> you don't apply to all these places. Right. I got no phone calls. Yeah, hey, you're like, man, let me go on down here to Chuckles, man, see what the hell they're doing for a little bit. And what, and what a lot of people don't tell you is it's not necessarily a diploma. It's the experience a lot of people are looking for. They're looking for you to have some kind of experience within the workforce. You know, just, I mean, I, I, I still think experience outbeats education every day. Well, you know, it's, it's funny you say that. Tr- uh, Trump just signed a law Friday with the uh, the federal jobs. Mm-hmm. They, they're they going away from that whole uh, uh, the point system what they were doing, and they're, they're going more merit-based. Cause it used to be you had to have your PhD or master's with this, and mm-hmm. that uh, they're, they're they're putting more emphasis on the experience side. He just signed that in the law Friday, mm-hmm. and hell, I think he's about 15, 20 years too damn late for that. We you know <laughs> that wasn't his thing to do it, but hell, I felt like that was one of the things was hurting me when I got uh, military. I did, I had a world experience. The military promotes you off merit, mm-hmm. and you have guys that are in their late twenties and mid thirties that have done immense work and have been. Um, they have ran multi-million dollar operations in the military, but you get out of the Army, you or Navy, Marines, you're 35 years old, you're still relatively young, and no place in civilian state to give you that kind of responsibility mm-hmm. just because you don't have those degrees and stuff like right. that. And, that and that's true. I, I, you know, I have two uncles that was in the Marines for 25, 27 years. They was in the Marines. And, you know, they putting up satellites and hooking them up and doing all this other stuff. And my uncle said, man, when I got out, it was like a whole new world. That these people was not <laughs> trying to deal with me on that level, you know. I'm 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 dealing with uh, two and three hundred million dollar, you know, operations and gear and all that other stuff. And they was like, so, so. And, and I didn't take consideration. You you're talking about military, where you're talking you're dealing with the best of the best. Mm-hmm. Um, I was using GPS and on before GPS came to the commercial sector, you know, and everything. I still was out there getting lost in the desert in the nighttime. But we had GPS technology and that, before it came. That's what my uncle said. You know, I was setting up GPS before GPS was even GPS. Yeah. No, that's what he was doing. He was setting that stuff up. But that's why he went back to the Marines as a contractor. Because he was like, man, I can't. 
not appreciate it. Right. So that, that, was, that was a big thing that just came into it. But when we start talking about ability, man, you know, having some additional skill set or talent, man, that people can pull you to instead of, you know, you just feel like, okay, I work hard and I want to do that. Because, you know, if you guys look at the video I did about how to add value to yourself, and I always say that you add value, if you want to, you know, the video also had about if you want to make more money, you know, you add them skill sets mm -hmm. that people will pay for. People pay. People will pay for anything that's gonna make them more money or mm -hmm. put them in a better situation. Right. People will pay for it. Mm -hmm. If you're just gonna be working for them, they'll pay the working fee. But if you can actually bring some kind of benefit, aka money, to them, mm -hmm. they'll pay for it. That's why the sales team in any organization makes the most money mm -hmm. because they making the company money. Right. You know, and everything. You know, that's that's why I think a lot of people need to focus with that that ability thing. A lot of folks. They think they got a talent. Well, you ain't got a talent. You just got occupation. Right. And that's just it. You do it good. <laughs> you do it good. But you're expendable and everything. I think a lot of people, it, it, we have to go through that realization with a lot of stuff and everything. And then when you find out, you, the, the choice is your decide, okay, how you going to move with it, mm -hmm. you know, and everything. And that's probably, to even we'll, like with your uncle, uh, I'm going to talk about that a little bit later in the show in regards to things you can do to kind of, not combat that, but more so how to kind of mitigate mm -hmm. and frustration come with that. The third thing we're talking about three factors that help you determine, you know, if you can get certain, uh, be placed in certain situations, get certain opportunities. We start talking about jack of all trades, master of none. If this even would be some kind of option, the third thing is just security. What I mean by security, people have different perspectives on stuff. Everybody, you know, does not want to be their own business owner, but even the ones that do. They want to have their own business, but they don't want to lose. Mm. And so, again, we start talking about security. We look at going in the military, maybe working at the Ford plant or post office and everything. We're like, okay, these are places where I know I can go, mm -hmm. plant my flag, and just roll with it and everything. And some people need to feel safe like that. Some, mm -hmm. need to, some people need to feel like, okay, this is what I can do and, and, and roll with it. And there's nothing wrong with it. Mm -hmm. But... To that whole, even that to that, that that extent, you have to be realistic about the correlation between security and reward. Mm -hmm. and that's the kind of thing we'll talk about that a little bit more. But you can't even security and uh, autonomy or security and authority. Mm -hmm. You can't want you can't. Yeah, that was one of my videos I did about uh, uh, a couple weeks ago. You can't you know want the the, the freedom. Of an entrepreneur, but have the security of an employee. Right. You just can't have it. You can't have it. Yeah. You can't go into work telling your boss, "I will." I think this ain't yours. Whoa, 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 cowboy. Tell them what you're gonna do at their job. <laughs> a lot of folks have had that moment where you mm -hmm. can leave. Mm -hmm. You go in with all that, this, that, and that, and everything. Then the supervisor said, well, "Why don't you leave?" Mm -hmm. And that's just your man. You might well just they might have done undressed you in front of everybody. <laughs> No, you can't damn leave. Your right. wife just bought that car. <laughs> huh? Right. You just got all this work done at your house. I can't go no damn well, man. You know that. Right. <laughs> and they know that. And I need the insurance. Yeah, they, 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 <laughs> they, they know it. They know it. So, again, those three things we just talked about in terms of, you know, opportunities that you have available to you, the, the ability or skill sets that you may have, and your uh, penchant for security. Those are the three determining factors in terms of just things that 
you'll be able to take advantage of in life or, or, or opportunities and stuff that can be able to come to you. Those, those three things determine it. You know, if you ain't got opportunities there, because again, if there's not jobs there, or the or, or the 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 the, the, um, the availability to create your own stuff, and it's not in every place. Mm-hmm. Some places you can create your own business. Some places, no, it ain't there. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing, the second one, we talk about ability. Like, do you have some kind of skill set that's gonna set you apart? If not, don't get on that line with everybody else. Right. You need to quit talking. You know, and everything. <laughs> you hold stuff up. And the third one is security. You know. How, you know, how, how lean you are with security. Mm-hmm. Do you want to be able to, in a situation where I can just chill and do my job and kind of work every day, got to worry about stuff, or do you like, it don't matter to me, I got to go get it. Mm-hmm. Those three things determine how you're going to be able to navigate in terms of if you want to start your own thing or, you know, or, you know, it, it's not even an option at all. Let me ask you about that security real quick. Uh-huh. Do you think it's a you could straddle the fence between both? Like you can start your business but keep working in order to maintain your business, or do you think it's a possibility that you start your business and then once it kicks off to a certain point, you quit your job? You get what I'm saying? It's got to be a is it like a or it's just all in? No, 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 no. You you talking somebody that hell almost 15, 16 years mm-hmm. had a job, nice job. Nice job. <laughs> Corporate America. 191. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the pinnacle downtown, just right. like, you know, and everything, and I have my businesses and stuff like that. That's a great question. You can do both from a security standpoint, but what's going to happen, there are going to be different times where you got to make a choice. Mm-hmm. You, know, th- you know, this is my job. That business thing ain't it. Mm-hmm. Or this business thing is kind of outweighing it. But that job kind of holding me back. But you're gonna have different times, and you're gonna have to make decisions at different times. Then, mm-hmm. in in terms of that, because the business can be going here, but for it to go there, you got to make a decision. Mm-hmm. Or your job can be pulling you here, and your business, you know, with a little bit more nurturing and a little bit more time, can go there. But the job, hey, this is how I made the mail, mm-hmm. and you have to kind of make that decision. Right. So that's your question. Yes, you can, but it's gonna be. You gotta have to find a way to navigate it. Yeah, because some some people say all in. You gotta be all in. You gotta be one hundred percent in. But I don't think in the real world for a lot of a lot of people that that's possible. You have to you have to straddle the fence between both because you have yeah you want to go ahead and quit your job and start your business and get going and do everything you can to make that successful. But at the same time, you got other stuff that you know you got a family, you got kids, you need you know you need that insurance because. <laughs> Buying medicine at the five hundred dollars a pop ain't ain't cheap. Every time you go to the doctor, you got to pay that, you know, pay it out the pocket. So you got those are things you have to think of. So I just want to know: Do you think it's possible to straddle fence for a little while, and then whatever takes you where need, where you need to go, you follow that you follow that path? I guess. Well, being transparent, I straddled that fence for hell fifteen years. Right. Um, to the point, you know, when I got where um, my VA disability increased, where I had free medical. Okay, so let me check that off and worry about that. Uh, Ben's got to a point where, okay, cool, I could uh, 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 feel like I can cover my basic living necessities. And um, also, like, I mean, I had to get mentally prepared where I could, you know, I, I can handle a li- uh, living like that. Mm-hmm. But I think you, you, you'll have to come to that crossroad. Right. If you're going to get tired of your job and leave or you maybe something you just want to step out on faith or whatever. But, um, I'm always going to tell people, I'm going to be very honest with you. 
Don't leave your damn job. Right. <laughs> Don't leave your damn job. I'm one of the first people. And I'm Mr. Entrepreneur, Mr. Business, and everything like that. Don't leave your job until you have. You're going to have to. Of course, you're going to make a decision. And your business ain't going to be. Until you can give uh, the total attention to it. Uh, to make your business go to the next level. But you can still got, like you said, a family responsibility. You got to get that framework together. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, like I said, it took me almost two years to get my finances where, okay, my business is making enough money to cover me. Things like you just said, okay, I got the health insurance covered. It was everything was methodical with me. Right. I, did, I didn't walk in one day and say, no, I'm finna. No, <laughs> hell no. Yeah, I just wanted to ask you that question because I don't want people to get in this control that you're saying, hey, you can't do both. You got to be able to assess your own situation, I guess, and see where you need to be. I don't want people to think, well, I need to go and walk in my job tomorrow. Mm. Be like, fuck y'all, I'm mm. out of here. <laughs> I'm starting my own business. And then not taking the quick consideration other things. Well. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cuss. I'm sorry, y'all. No, it's all good. But, 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 <laughs> well, you know, you know, that's a good point. But it's more so the uh, mentality. You can't want, like I said, the freedom of an entrepreneur working that job. It's right. still that job. And you can't want the security of a job like, hey, I know I'm going to get paid working for yourself. Right. If you ain't going to be out there hitting the concrete, like you said, pushing them flyers and doing this kind of stuff or want to go out there and make, do all that uncomfortable stuff, I mean, you just can't have both ways. Now, mm-hmm. you can find a happy medium while you're doing both. Right. But you got to be realistic about it. And it's just mentality-wise, well, you know, I want to give, if your job is not going to be receptive to your ideas or the way you think, mm-hmm. right, it's not going to, you know, again, you right. know, just that ain't going to happen. And you got to be realistic about that. But if you're saying I got your own business and you want to feel like, okay, I know I'm going to make this money, you know, and then all of a sudden COVID-19 happened and you got to stop this particular business. Think about how many businesses got affected by that, man. Right. That whole lodging, uh, dining, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of personal services, the barbershop, the beauty salons. Just think, man. Just go on like that. Right. Go on like that. Now, what, how you going to pivot? Especially as, what if you don't know how to pivot? You know right, what I'm saying? Right. So that was the kind of things you got. You, you ain't had that security. Yeah, and that security blanket gone, what you going to do? Right. So those are the kind of things you got to take consideration. And I always say it's not a right or wrong. It's just what's best for you. Right. You know, and I'm a firm believer on that. That's a good question, brother. Um, again, it's a Change Live, hosted by your true uh, Deontay Burton. Tonight's show is, is entitled Jack of All Trades, Master of None. And uh, what I wanted to talk about was just, you know, in particular w- with myself being a serial entrepreneur, I got my hand in a lot of stuff in terms of just uh, the business, um, the business. Uh, the, my main business is uh, accounting firm, a small business service firm that we are. Majestic Business Service, where we do bookkeeping, tax prep, and payroll, you know. So tax season, where I get most of my money during the year. And, um, you know, we have payroll and, and uh, bookkeeping clients that we, you know, kind of sustain us and everything. Then we offer loan products. But that's pretty much my anchor. Mm-hmm. And then from that, you know, I do the speaking. I do, uh, uh, um, I'm about to forget. We have the salon. And um, consultants picked up, but it ain't nothing I can live off of. Right. You know, and everything. It's cool. It's a little trip money. Right. But it ain't nothing I can live off of. Hopefully everything pick up. And hopefully these courses pick up. These courses get where I want it to be. Because that's why I really, th- I had, I ain't going to lie to you, man. I was hell bent. No, I was going to be doing some real, E.T. Les Brown shit this right, year, right. and this COVID then took everything. I, I heard D.L. Uke the other day when he was on Vlad TV. He was saying that he lost seventy percent of his income because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. 
Imagine that seven percent of your income yeah, because gone. You can't go tour. You can't you can't do comedy shows and go to you know uh, the DL usually you know fun laugh out loud funny tour. You know yeah. you can't do any of that stuff because there's no crowds. But see on the flip side of it is there are probably some other comedians that were maybe innovative and they may have increased their income right by seven percent. Virtual sh- virtual yeah. shows right. and this that and that. I'm gonna give you a good example. Talk to me. Uh, Timberland and uh, uh, what's his name? Swiss Beats. They started that versus because you know, you know, um, uh, you know, artists couldn't go out and do concerts. So they said, "Hey, let's let them do it on on the internet, on on social media, and see what happens." So that's their platform. Yeah, I didn't know who that was yeah. and everything. That and I seen D Nice and doing those shows. Yeah, and like I, you know, me and you talking. Yeah, I, I was talking about DJ Lab. <laughs> DJ yeah. Lab, man, ten thousand people pay a dollar to listen to Lab's Happy Hour. Right, right. Free game, give my man. Right. That's ten grand on a Friday well, night. You giving it to me, but uh, Slick has already given that to me months ago. Uh, I mean, she started that on March first, like, like she had a, a vision, like I think a pandemic coming. You might want to go ahead and. And they want the brothers bad on the ones and two. I, I can tell you that now. Hey. Yeah, he, she's he, been told he, me that. He listened to you. He I'll listened to you. I'll he, listen to you. He listened to you. Now, 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 doing it and listening, those two are different I actions. think my problem is I listen to her, and I and what she says is like, okay, I get it. But my in my own head, I'm like, but I need this. I need to make sure it sounds good. I mean, what if I met? You know, you start, you know how when you do when you start a business or when you do when you do and you start anything, you start telling yourself the the pros and cons and in some way some, some kind of way the cons all outweigh the pros you get what well, i'm saying well you're a smart guy like me man we get a, a paralysis by analysis right right we get stuck trying to figure make it the best way instead of just trying to do it man right. and uh i got out of a lot of that and i still have my problems you know probably is uh that speaking mastermind group western young ladies in my group man they out here doing some stuff that and, and the stuff is great don't get me wrong but i can see myself doing the same thing well, now I wanted this color. I wanted this, and right, I want to have that right. kind of lighting. But they doing it, but now they getting traction uh-huh. by doing it, and I'm still trying to worry about my damn fonts and colors. <laughs> See, that's my problem. Yeah. I ain't going to even lie. Reese said, just do it. Do it. Just do it. And I'm like, no, best advice, the hey, sound got to be good. Hey, the, best advice you can get. Right, right. Best She's advice. Like, man, just go ahead and start it up and do it for 30 minutes and cut it off and see what happens. You know, no, no, no. If I do it for 30 minutes, I'm going to need to do it for 45 minutes. You know <laughs> you, you know what? That's the best advice you Because you, you just said why. Right. Because we can't discredit experience. Right. right. Once you done did it, okay, right. so I can always go back and check. You just said that, lab. Yeah. Experience, experience. And once I undid it, you can always go back and fix it. So that's a personal challenge. I give that, her credit. She said, just start it. Just do you. it. If you get one person in there, so what? If you, you know, just, just do it. Just do it. See what happens. She yeah. always say, just do it and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Good job, Reed. And I always say, well, I need my colors to be this color. I know how it is. I know how it is. Fuck needs to be this. Yeah. I know how it is to get hit up. Hey, guys, getting this Change Your Lives host by your truly Deontay Burton. Make sure you go to Change Your Lives on the YouTube and Facebook. Subscribe to the YouTube and Facebook uh, page. Uh, well, you know, we talk about personal empowerment, motivation, and a lot of uh, development on, your, on the personal side. Also, make sure you go to YouTube and um, Facebook, look at uh, Mr. Short Dollar, where we talk about personal finance, business, and entrepreneurship. Um, why I'm always thinking about it, too, and I also want to give a big thank you to Slick 316 while we're here now. Uh, WDA Investments. That's my private equity firm I started about 12 years ago. With WDA, uh, I started that off, you know, uh, being greedy uh, and talking about, you know, trying to find. Damn, 
trying to find, you know, different things that I could acquire uh, for myself. But what I learned in that process, there were a lot of people that were just in funny situations. What I mean by funny situations, divorce, moving, death, where we could get uh, underpriced assets and, you know, even flip them and sell them, you know, at a premium or hold them. And with that said, that's how I was able to buy a, a salon for two thousand dollars. Cause later, about to lose, about to foreclose. That's why I push on uh, the WDA platform. You know, buying basketball cards and comic books. Um, I have for the last three presidents, the Wall Street Journal, AJC, uh, different magazines when they were inaugurated. Mm. I got all bar- all Barack's from the first and second. Right. AJC, New York Times, uh, Wall Street Journal, Ebony Jet. Those kind of, those, those tangible assets, you know, a lot of times it's cool to go ahead and buy stocks. When you start talking about collectibles, Beanie Babies, uh, mm. old furniture and stuff like that, people, that, that ain't going down with the market. Yeah, and that and that's true because I, watch, I used to watch a show called uh, Picking, where they used to go around these old places picking stuff, Very signs, good. and you'd be surprised they pay a certain sign, if it's made of porcelain, whatever, they give you four, $5,000 for the sign. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I just put on there. I ain't going to be talking about my money or nothing like that, but I'm just talking about I put on WDA, the Facebook page. You guys go to uh, WDA Investments on our Facebook. You can also look us up on the web at WDA-invest.com. Uh, we'll probably actually refer We get people in distressed situations. Um, uh, Trey Young and Zion Williamson. Mm-hmm. Bought those cars, dollar two a piece, buy twenty of them. So now you're talking about those cars and now valued at over two hundred dollars. You do the math. Mm-hmm. Same thing if you'd have got you a Kobe Bryant card, you know, years Ooh. ago. When he first like we got him a car when he first was in the in got the lead for a dollar two. A dollar. And say so you got twenty of them, and they sell them for a thousand a piece now. I mean, don't. I think they sell them for more than that now. Well, yeah, well, you know, yeah. just on the low end. Yeah. You talk talking about even like. You got a draft coming up. Some of these future stars for tomorrow. Think outside the box. Mm-hmm. Like I said, this that ain't like the damn market now. That ain't finna go up and down. Mm-hmm. People's interest is only gonna do one thing: go up. You know, God forbid to die. Right. So I'm just saying, you know, that was a, uh, even you know, even our current president and stuff like that. You know, though, you can buy your MAGA hat, throw it in the corner. It's gonna be worth something by 20, 30 years from now. Mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah, and, and, Exactly. Think outside the box. <laughs> Think outside the box. So, you know, but I want to uh, get Slick 316 a uh, uh, big shout out because uh, that uh, Facebook page was going dormant mm-hmm. and everything and stuff like that, you know. And uh, again, I'm talking about myself, Master All Trades. <laughs> I mean, uh, Jack of All Trades, Master of None. And uh, that was one thing. The beat has still been going, and I still be mm-hmm. do it because, again, I'm still looking at situations, you know. Especially like um, tidbit, you know, those vending routes and candy machines, you know, and everything like that. You know, try to uh, try to take advantage of um, uh, absentee ownership situations. But uh, I'm always telling people, think outside the box. Mm-hmm. The thing you think is the most meaningless right now. You know, go downtown. They, they knocking all those Confederate statues down. Go try to <laughs> throw one on the back of your truck. <laughs> <laughs> throw one on the back of your truck. <laughs> What's going on, Antoinette? Appreciate you tuning in. Put in your Thanks coming in, PJ. Like. Yeah, put all the old Confederate things, you know. <laughs> don't let nobody see you. Right. You know. Sometimes I say Confederate lives matter, I guess. <laughs> Hide it somewhere. And again, 10 years from now, you, may you be, it'll blow your mind. Right. And that's why I say just think outside the box. You don't have to like people. Mm-hmm. 
to do certain things and stuff like that. Because trust me, there are enough people making a lot of money on you and they don't like you at all. Don't you know, know <laughs> shit. Come on. Don't even know your name. Come on now. And it's not personal. It's business. That's it. That's it's, it. I don't have to like you to make money off you. That's it. Think about to know you if yeah. I can get it right. Absolutely. <laughs> Think outside the box, you know. But, you know, one, the next thing I want to um, get into when we start talking about just those opportunities, I want to kind of give a quick rundown in regards to just, you know, how probably my personal evolution to how I am. And I can just look at just from my family and I think a lot, a lot of other people. We just kind of look at the errors mm-hmm. and how things go because I do think that people need to be kind of thinking, again, tonight's show, Jack of all trades, master of none. Your mindset got to kind of evolve the way things are right now. So I want to kind of look at it in terms of just the errors. And when we start looking at, you know, me being 43 years old, we go look back at looking at just like, say, our grandparents. Whereas those errors of people, just say people are born in the early, let's say, 1900s up to the 1920s or something like that. That whole thing was security. Mm-hmm. They just wanted just to be able to work, feed, whatever. You know, if they couldn't share a crop or get a place, that's, that's how they just wanted an opportunity to work. Right. You know, every now and then you got somebody out there, you know, because the Black Wall Streets, you know, or the Rosewoods and stuff like that, those, were, those weren't the norm. Right. Raleigh Dorm, Sweet North Auburn, North, yeah. you know, and everything. Like, people said, we had this, we had this. No, they had that. They still weren't the damn norm. Mm-hmm. Let's be realistic. Right. Those were uh, sections where you had people doing well and everything like that and stuff like that. But that still wasn't the damn norm. So I don't want people, it's good to look at, but you still didn't have a, 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 an enormous section of blacks trying to be independent, trying to do this and trying to, you know, and it's not a negative thing. I'm just saying that just we didn't have all the opportunities. And we all wasn't in those areas. It, it, like exactly. Said, we were spread out. We were all, it's more rural than you think, so. Yeah, and, and keeping it real, everybody there wasn't doing well. Right. You know, you know again, you might have had so many businesses there, but the vast majority still were barring butter. And trying to get up, you know, doing everything else. So it, let's not get it twisted, right, right, you know, right. and everything. It's just, you know, it's great to have those um, uh, those things in place and stuff. But the vast majority of you just looking at error, they just wanted, like I said, security. Just be able to work, take care of their family. We're trying to avoid it, but it just, and that was just hard. Because mm-hmm. they just weren't giving opportunity to work. So you just lucky to, um, you know, again, get an opportunity to just share crop mm-hmm. and everything. And do kind of stuff and everything. And they were really were taking advantage of even when they moved up north to go to the plants, they still were just, like you're just going to the plant. You know, it's cool to say, yeah, we came up, moved up north, we got into the factories. You still was still at the bottom of the food chain. Right. Doing probably the most dangerous, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> right. going out with molten steel and getting burned up and stuff like that. They didn't, you, you just didn't go to, you know, Chicago, Detroit, and all that kind of stuff. You just got head factory guy. They got you, you know, you start at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the bottom, the, the dangerous stuff, right. you know, and everything. So it just wanted security, mm-hmm. and that, that was that whole mentality. So just that whole idea of ownership and stuff like that, it just wasn't in their mind. They just right. wanted to get their work, take care of their family. And we just go into, say, parents. Parents may be anywhere from that 1930s to the 1960s, whatever, was, was doing that. And those those people, they, they – uh, uh, they wanted security also. Again, that first year was just like a hope for security. Mm-hmm. They were more so like, hey, look, okay, now we get opportunity. You know, we can get work at post office. I can go to, you know, General Motors, do 20, 30 years. And it was a realistic goal. Hey, right. cool, we can do that. Still, they have a lot of people stepping out there and doing stuff against the grain, starting their own businesses. Those, you know, you had, you know, what's the guy, John H. Johnson? That's one. You had Jet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah those. 
that it was cool to see that, but they still weren't the norm. Mm-hmm. And you know, blacks were you know, uh, um, um, it was a great example. But we were still just kind of still going through that whole point of uh, uh, being able to acquire mm-hmm. opportunities. So now we got we now we got opportunity we can get in with this plant or this company and mm-hmm. everything and work twenty years. So they still was heavy on security. Right. So I say this to say so now you, you can see some of these perceptions of a person that's doing several things where you say, okay, like it, that that wasn't even a thought. Right. To be an entrepreneur. It was just more so look, I just need to do one thing, just roll forever. Right. But you trying to be out all these places and stuff like it wasn't even uh, a thought to do it. So then you start rolling into probably like just say us. And I'll say us being anybody from thirty five to fifty. Right. Okay? Yeah. So we sit there and look at us, you know, we probably kinda like on that mid we want security, but we also want to make opportunities for ourselves. Right. We want to sit here and, you know, make sure we comfortable. We can take care of. We, you know, we we got a chance to get this four or five bedroom crib, get the car we want and everything like that. We also, you know, hey, it's a little fun. Let me go ahead and dibble and dabble mm-hmm. and try to start this, that, that. So we kind of look at it in terms of, hey, you know, I can do these kind of things and stuff like that, but I still kind of want to make sure. I'm good. You know, I'm good and everything like that. So I might go in, but I ain't going to go all, all the way in. in and right. Everything. And again, if, you know, again, that's just more so. The era, it was a water to a person mm-hmm. and everything. And so then we go into, you know, last favorite people, the millennials. You know, our kids. <laughs> oh, I love younger, the kids now. Don't get me know? wrong. I love our children. And, and, and they strictly ability. Mm-hmm. They just strictly, they don't give a damn. They ain't worried about retirement. They ain't worried about. They ain't worried about buying no car because they no. Ubering. You know, <laughs> I love that energy. The issue with that is, what I always look at is, I just wonder about when they turn 55 or 60 and they don't have enough time to kind of accrue enough, realize, okay, I don't want to work forever. Mm-hmm. Or you, you don't have enough time, you know, because of compound interest and all that kind of stuff to get no kind of portfolio if you haven't set that stuff in place. Mm-hmm. That's what I think, you know, that mindset, especially you don't hit, if you don't work, you don't hit maybe say your early 40s and you're like, damn. I might get old one day. Mm-hmm. And now you feel like I ain't got enough time to try to stack up all this money or I haven't really been thinking. And that's something I kind of worry about with uh, millennials. But uh, cross that bridge when they get there. Right. But I just want to kind of just kind of go through those kind of eras because sometimes it's kind of looked at, you know, more so just uh, that, that shape the the ideas where people look at it like, man, you're doing too much or whatever. It's not that people doing it. You just can't see it. Mm. And you can't see it because – more so, you haven't been, you know, awarded uh, awarded opportunity to do different things. I remember my great grandmama when she was alive. She's always called everybody, you know, uh, uh, that little color boy. He got a nice little job with that suit, <laughs> and she didn't mean no harm. It's just that you know era, and that was just she was always talking about, you know, I used to, I used to white I used to watch the white folks' kids like that was a esteemed thing to her. You have yeah. to watch white folks' kids. Sometimes, you know, they, they let me stay at the house and all that kind of stuff. Like, that was uh, a pinnacle. Yeah, yeah. my great-grandmother used to do that. Yeah. She, used to, I know, she used to watch the white, like, go up north on Chicago, north side of Chicago, to the penthouses and watch the white folks' kids. She used to say that all the time. I, I watched the white folks' kids, you know. Hey, but, you know, she's older. That's, that, that was, to her, that was great. But to, the, to her, to her, to her um, 
not detriment, but to her to her ability, she did take time to learn from them folks. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, my great grandmother really couldn't read, but she took time to learn from them folks. She bought her own building. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? She invested it, so she took her time to learn from. But yeah, she used to say that all the time. I don't think too many people in my family even took advantage of that. Yeah. More glad to be in them situations. But you know something that always stuck with me last, probably, and I was just thinking about this this week, probably when I was writing this show, uh, it was always a sore spot me in corporate America. Somebody white would say, hey, Deontay, you want to take something home? Because I remember my grandmama <laughs> would bring stuff home, food, mm-hmm. for them white folks. And people don't even mean me no home. Hey, Deontay. You want to take something? And they might be me no home. Hell, I don't know. But that damn show's a sore spot for my ass. You too. You want to grab some for them? Uh, yeah, you know your boys be hungry. My motherfucker, you know. I, and, and they may not even meant no home. Bad. I thought it was just me. Shit. What the heck you gonna give me your old ass food for? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, 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 and the first thing I my mouth was, hey, I ain't the only damn one here with kids. Yeah. <laughs> He got them little chunky ass kids. <laughs> I used to say the same. But my black man, ass already brought it up. Me. Nah, nah, man. <laughs> Why do you keep asking yeah, me to take some Exactly. Hell, <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got two or three hey, He got eight or nine hell. <laughs> this shit cutting off in the parking lot. Why you ain't asking him? You know? But but that was <laughs> that was a sore spot because I remember grandma would bring so much stuff and we'd be yeah, excited. Old grandma and I brought Yeah, old yeah, toys. Come, yeah. Bring the old toy away. <laughs> All the toys, little white kids don't like no more. They she bring them on us. That was that. Hey, that was a cutting moment. Yeah, in that break room, you know, my wife was cringe, but I used to be like, no, I want that damn. I told you don't have that damn no more. <laughs> you know, sometimes you go ready to go to lunch. And, hey, boy, what you want to do, boy? <laughs> hey, hey. and it might not mean no home, <laughs> but we gotta dress it. Right, right. We gotta right. dress it. And that thing. <laughs> Again, this is Change the Live, hosted by yours truly, Deontay Bird. Tonight's show, we're talking about Jack of All Trades, Master of None. And uh, as we wind down tonight's show, I want to kind of just talk about uh, uh, things in a nutshell. We start talking about uh, tonight's uh, show topic. Well, we're talking about Jack of All Trades. Well, a person like myself that does uh, a lot in kind of perception is, you know, Master of None. And I've been pretty transparent and open. Um, I'm honest, a lot of stuff I could have done better if I just focused on one thing, but I felt comfortable about it because it's helped me to be able to hear certain things in my life because I didn't have all my eggs in one basket. And I'm not saying people need to be like me. I'm not saying that because I think Deontay is unique. <laughs> Deontay is different. So I don't think people could do what I do and everything like that, you know. But I know how I work for myself, and I understand if it doesn't work for another person, if they don't choose to do that, that's fine. But what I do want to talk about is, and I think this is the most important part about it, I think this is what we start talking about, thinking about whatever. You got to look at it like this, everybody. There are wars and consequences for what you do or don't do, mm-hmm. okay? And you need to understand that whatever decision you make, um, they're going to be in the war and a consequence. So if you decide to, say, do several things or be kind of diversified, you know, hey, you can feel good about it. You can get several streams of incomes and everything like that, and it's a great feeling to be and all that kind of stuff. But you also can get yourself strung out. Mm-hmm. You can get overextended. You can have one damn thing blow up and ruin all your other stuff. But you got to be able to be realistic how you're going to navigate with it. On the same token, when we start talking about going the uh, comfortable route where you want security, you want to go work at this place for 20, 30 years, and you feel good about it, and you got something like a pandemic, 
the market crash, technological innovation, and it changes the pool right up on your feet. Mm-hmm. And I will say this, people. The way we combat that is always keep investing in you. Again, I made a video about how to add value to yourself and also how to make more money. The problem come up is if you're in a situation where I feel like that you might be at a particular place for 15, 20 years and things had those certain changes, what bites most folks in the butt is not that the shock of, hey, you know, this has come to an end, I wasn't ready for it. What bite them in the butt is the missed opportunities they had over the years. Mm-hmm. If you sit there, and, you know, over the years, you work at this place and you ain't got to do it. Because you went down to area tech, got your electric, electrical, electrician license, I'm sorry, plumber, general contractor, barbering. You may have went, got your, uh, what's, the, what's the thing, paralegal. Mm-hmm. Some kind of additional skill set. Never used it, but you got it. Right. You, like Lab said, could have went, you volunteered at a certain organization, got certain experiences, mm-hmm. see how things gone. You know, became like a personal trainer, know how certain things was. St- you have you have had opportunities over them years to probably add some kind of skill set to yourself. Because mm. when I hear people say a lot of time, well, it's, I'm too old, I ain't got time to do it. If two or three years from now, if you're going to still be in the same situation, what difference do it make? Right. Because I'm not saying quit your job, leave your job. I'm saying add value to yourself. Mm-hmm. That value may not necessarily be taking... Uh, may not be used at your particular situation or a particular job, but you put something on yourself where you got another tool in the toolkit. So if something happens, you got something you can fall back on mm-hmm. or something that you fall back on. And I think that's what really funks a lot of people up is just that whole feeling like I can't do nothing else. Mm-hmm. And that's a very, very scary feeling. And it's a very uh, detrimental way to go about everything because now you're putting your life, your future, and everything, and most importantly, your damn families in somebody else's hands. Right. And, and, and that's dangerous. Mm-hmm. That's dangerous. Well, we're going to pray on it. We're going to think about it. Well, you pray that the tornado don't come. You pray the flood don't come. You don't pray that this man, you know, at the bar going to flip a coin if they're going to fire your ass or not. <laughs> I've seen it. it. I always I, expect it. I've seen You'll it. You'll be prepared for it. I've seen it. Hey, man, I'm going to throw the dart. The dart don't land. I'm going to fire his ass. If not, we're going to keep him. <laughs> Trust me. In corporate America, 15 years, I've seen it. All right. I've seen it. I mean, some shit just come down to heads or tails. <laughs> and don't put yourself in it. I'm telling you, I done seen it. Never done it, mm-hmm. but I've seen it. And uh, I just think that we have to just understand that. Like I say, it's war, it's wars and consequences regardless. And why I always tell people, I don't ever say what's the right or wrong way, but I always say keep yourself fully prepared. And I think the way that I am has been crafted because of my life experiences. All right. You know, I've been fired a couple times, been laid off with babies and stuff like that. So I had to learn how to hedge myself and everything. And I also learned how to just walk away from stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Um, again, that doesn't mean everybody got to be like me. But, again, I think you do. everyone needs to be prepared and, most importantly, protected. Right. Um, and we make too many decisions, guys, on how we feel. Too many decisions, like I don't want to do this, I don't want to do that and everything. But when it comes down to it, like we talked about earlier, you know, in the show, if it ain't yours, I hear you gonna say what you want to do. Right. <laughs> what you want to do may not even be an option unless somebody else change their mind on it. Right. So I just want to kind of you know leave that with everybody. 
make sure you try to do a good enough job to prepare yourself. You ain't got to be a jack of all trades. You ain't got to be a master of none. But I do think you need to be prepared and also try your best to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. Again, this is Change Live, hosted by yours truly, Deontay Burton. I hope you guys liked um, tonight's show. Make sure you go to the YouTube channel, Change Live, hosted by yours truly, Deontay Burton. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Go to the Facebook channel. Uh, also, check out Mr. Short Dollar, where we talk about personal finance, um, business and entrepreneurship. Subscribe to both YouTube and the Facebook channels. Uh, check out also WDA Investments, my private equity firm, where we... Uh, Help people out in distress situations. Um, well, we, you know, when I mean distress, moving, divorce, sickness, death, anything like that. You know, you want to get some stuff off your hands that you don't think no good anymore. We're glad to take it off your hands and uh, make both of us happy in the process. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed tonight's show. Be safe, be safe, be safe. The numbers are spiking out there. Remember, even though Megan the Stallion look good, she still may have COVID. I ain't saying she do, but you're in the A, you got a lot of making the stands looking out there. Be careful, brothers. Sister, I know he got that sharp suit on. He look good, and he danced well. He my guy here, Idris Elba. Hell, he had it. Shit. Make my point, Larry. Hell, he had it. He had it. Okay, string a bell, get y'all messed up. He ain't look sick. Shit, be careful out here, y'all. Be very careful. Protect yourselves and everything like that because I need you guys to tune in every week. Be on the lookout. Like I said, that first, uh, my first couple of stuff, uh, uh, courses and products going to be out in the next week or so. I promise you that because I actually been laying the groundwork, getting ready to lay it out. So be on the lookout for that and the commercials. Thanks for all the support, you guys. See you next week. Love you and take care.